on, Wolfpack Nation. Hope everybody's doing well today. We got an ex- exciting and special episode today, to say the least. I mean, look at us. Got yeah. Megan and I here in the same screen, for that goodness sakes. So, uh, <laughs> obviously, it's big. So, obviously, got today some names, some faces I'm sure you recognize here with Scott Wood, Tim Lavolsi from the Gopher Mobile app, and then obviously, starting offensive tackle, Tim McKay. So, appreciate you guys joining us today and uh, looking forward to talking a little bit about this Pack of Wolves NIL deal. So excited to hear about it. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Obviously, there's a lot of layers to this thing, but uh, the nice part is you're gonna get a very unique uh, perspective uh, from all three of us. You know, you get kind of the lay of the land from the current student athlete. You know, you get someone uh, that that owns a business and and what he sees from his side of it, and then you get someone uh, that was a former student athlete that didn't get any uh, nil. So uh, you get you get the full package sure. today. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so Scott, let me start with you, though, because one of the things I want to talk about. So we had you on for an interview a couple months back. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, during the interview, I mean, you made it very clear about, you know, obviously we were talking about the NIL and about how, you know, obviously former players, but also too, I mean, obviously how the games changed completely. So, I mean, I just wanted to kind of hear a little bit about just kind of talking about this pack of wolves, kind of how it all started. And I mean, because I mean, obviously with you, I know you were probably a big part of this for sure. So what was kind of the push and what was kind of the deciding factor to get this started? Well, it's, it's kind of a, a long, long story. Uh, so I'll try to give it to you as quick as possible. So uh, <laughs> no worries. roughly roughly eight <laughs> weeks ago, um, there's a group of maybe 20 people that kind of got into a room um, and we had a conversation about how this, this needs to be, you know, put in place for NC State. Uh, it's, this is about the time when we started seeing, you know, the Texas A&Ms, the Texases, the Floridas, the Ohio States. Uh, everybody started coming out with their collectives. And for me, I was never a big fan of it because I'm only looking at it from, you know, the the financial side. Uh, so I, I never, it never had a, you know, good taste in my mouth when I first started thinking about it. And then Mike Glennon actually had reached out to me and started sending me a bunch of links to all these collectives. Uh, mm-hmm. so I started to research a little bit more, a little bit more and learn about it. And then we we're just sitting there and we're like, why haven't we done something like this? And then yeah, lo and right. behold, probably two days later, Tom Lavolsi hits me up and says, Hey, we've got a group of big NC state supporters that want to have a conversation about creating something for NC state. And I was like, well, that's ironic that me and Mike just had this conversation. So me and Mike, <laughs> we, we all go out to, uh, Carter Finley for a meeting it lasted probably an hour. Uh, everybody said, yeah, we kind of need this. There's probably about probably five or six that really just said, hey, let's figure this thing out and, and kind of move forward. And, you know, Tom was a big part of it. There's a few others. Uh, Mike Glennon was a big part of it that, you know, we need to put this in place. You know, NC State's going to need this, obviously, from the recruiting standpoint. But now it's also an opportunity to really help these student athletes in a unique way that we haven't been able to do it in a long time. Amen. Yeah. I'm just curious, though, because one thing that's interesting to me, and I don't know if you've seen this from other collectives like you mentioned, but you guys are all f- fans. I mean, Tim's the athlete here um, who plays on the team currently, but you guys are all fans. I, In my mind, I thought was, this was going to be you see more NILs things happening that the university was putting together. So it doesn't really sound like that's the case. Can you talk about that, the motivation from a fan's perspective that this has got to happen? Yeah, and Tom would be Tom would be a really good one to answer this as well because there is kind of uh, an executive uh, order. It's an executive order, correct, Tom? 
Yeah, so uh, university is technically not supposed to have uh, conversations, and no one on staff is really allowed to have conversations with IL recruits and things like that. So, you know, the way it started, like Scott said, you know, when NIL, it was like the clock struck midnight and all of a sudden NCAA said, okay, yeah, this is this is fine. There was no, no rules really outside of, you know, there's got to be some type of quid, quid, uh, quid pro quo. You can't just give money to players. And so, you know, I kind of sat around and I've got, you know, a couple of different businesses and uh, I didn't see anything happening. So I just kind of took it upon myself to start, you know, reaching out to some of the players and, then uh, Scott and I started talking about it, um, but yeah, the the fans are the ones that are going to have to to support this, right? Former athletes, fans, boosters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the collectives that we've seen that were tied to a university, they've already crashed and burned and started up something new. Hmm. Are there any collectives you've seen so far that seem to be structured in a way that you guys would like to? Have, have you? I mean, obviously, that you're you're in a way you're kind of pioneering through this because. This is all so new. You mentioned this kind of offline before we started. Like, we don't even really know what this is all going to look like. But, what I mean, have you seen already some things, some structures in place that you would like to see happen for the Pack of Wolves Collective? I mean, there's we, we probably don't have enough time to even go through all the things. Well, I get that. But we've yeah. seen. Uh, I mean, just, just kind of, you know, a lot of people, have, it's almost been like we've kind of got a little bit of pressure here of late to actually announce this thing. But, it, you know, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword because, you know, we're not really late. Um, we're just late in the fact that there's probably been 20 collectives announced. But the nice thing about right. it is we've been able to kind of take a look at all these collectives, hop on the website, see some of the things they're doing, and see how we can't take the things that we really like from those and implement them. You know, a lot of these, you know, I think collectives have just kind of rushed so quickly to put it together that it's just going to get kind of chaotic here in the in the future and then they're gonna have to make a bunch of changes we at nc state plan on doing something a little different in the fact that when this thing goes live we're good we 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 are ready to go live you know we have the answers we're looking for we can tell you guys you know what the the subscription package is going to look like we'll have all these answers so we just wanted to make sure that we do this the right way and the nice part about it is we've got a bunch of nc state people involved we have a bunch of NC State people dedicating their time, uh, you know, people that have full-time jobs that are really helping us, um, you know, Molly Thompson, have- Molly Thompson's no. one of them uh, that's been, that, that put all this together for us. So there's a bunch of people that have really kind of stepped up um, and dedicated a lot of time and effort to do this and don't expect anything from it but helping the student-athletes. I was so- going to say, we had, a, we had a really good event last night. Um, and something really resonated with me. The best way to describe it is, you know, we didn't want to be first. You know, we wanted to be right. You know, so to Scott's point, we've been watching, you know, some of these collectives that, A, uh, were writing checks that they can't cash. I mean, some of these commitments that have happened with these stupid numbers, they don't have money to fund it. And now they're scrounging and there's going to be some recourse to that. So we wanted to make sure that first and foremost, the goal of this is to help the student athletes always. This is not a, a profitable business. We are not going to make a penny ever, right? So uh, getting a group of people together that know they're getting ready to invest in something that is going to have zero return, um, mm-hmm. you know, your heart's got to be in the right place. So uh, we, we took some time to, to make sure to evaluate some of the other things that were going on. Um, and, and we feel pretty confident that we're going to have, you know, a best-in-class type collective when it's all said and done. 
I'll also say, like, this is one example ahead, where Tim, the first Blu ray advantage isn't that important. You know, we've seen all these collectors come out with certain things, and like, we're looking at that, taking from there, looking at what we, what, we, what we like, what we don't like, just forming a great model that's sustainable for SC State. Mm-hmm. So, so, and before we go any further, too, one thing I want to kind of take a step back on and, and just clarify, too, because even, even for me as well, is so what is a collective? You know, I mean, like it, 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 it's, it sounds like at first it's kind of like a wolf pack club of a sort. Basically, you donate money and then it can basically be passed out from there. But I mean, could you kind of explain that? I don't know if Sky or Tom or whoever would be best to answer that, but I, I feel like that, that's kind of a key question right now because even myself, I'm like, I'm not 100% sure. Like an ambiguous kind of term. Right. People don't have a lot of context to. Right. A buzzword. I mean, collective is a buzzword right now. But, I mean, you're right. It's basically a booster club, you know. But uh, another really, really unique thing about what we're doing here is uh, a lot of the collectives that you've seen out there, which a collective is just a group of people that form an entity that uh, people can put sponsorship money into or, you know, subscription money into that can flow down into into the uh to the athletes directly. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the really cool things that we have going on here is we're, we're walking hand in hand with, you know, the other entities, the Wolfpack club. Uh, A lot of other schools are viewing as, you know, a competition, you know, and, and there's a lot of um, um, arguing and, and they don't really work together. Uh, But I can Mm -hmm. tell you from, from our experience, it's been nothing but a, a, a partnership. Love it. Love it. And so, and kind of talking a little bit about too, because one, one of the biggest questions I'm curious about is, uh, you know, Tim, obviously it, uh, I mean, you know, I know that Tom and Scott are part of the the board. I mean, that basically is making up this whole thing, but obviously you being a current athlete as it is. So, so what's your kind of role? Because I saw on the Twitter page, you put out, there was a video basically announcing you as a pack of wolves athlete. And most of the video is basically just kind of talking about your background, talking about, you know, the benefits of NIL, but so what's your role specifically being a part of the Pack of Wolves NIL? So I was the first athlete to join the Pack of Wolves collective and I'm just a pioneer bringing other athletes on board and helping them really understand what the collective is doing here and how important it is. Okay. So, but like, so like, but like, do you, are you getting sponsored from the Pack of Wolves or is it that like, I, I'm just trying to understand like, cause I mean, I understand that, like NIL deals basically like kind of like with Tom, obviously they, you promote their stuff and then yeah. they, you know, return it in favor. But I mean, so I'm assuming is that kind of the same general setup here or is it yeah, different? So I'm an ambassador for the Pack of Wolves collective and I'll also be benefiting from the okay. sponsorships and NIL deals that come through the collective. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And essentially yeah. I was, uh, like ahead, some of our first ones that we announced, you know, obviously Tim, Tim is one of the first ones, but it's, it's kind of like an ambassador program. We're going to, you know, reach out. We've reached out to a few women's basketball, some multiple football players. You know, we want to reach out to baseball players, um, you know, to kind of, one, help raise awareness about the Packers Wolves and what we're trying to do. Um, and Tim was, was, was an easy choice for us. You know, he's, he's been an advocate on his social media about, you know, certain things in NIL, how to be financial savvy, you know, how to, you know, build connections. You know, we had an event that, Tim was was fortunate enough to be at last night, and you look on, you look at his LinkedIn this morning, and he's got a connection to almost every single person that was in that room, and that's what this is about. You know, I get a lot of people that are like, "Oh, they get the scholarship, they get this and that," which is fine. I, I get the argument for that, but you know, as as a student athlete, you make a lot of sacrifices. You know, you as much as people want to say, "Oh, you get a free education, this and that." 
they're they're dedicating that time to to the athletics. You know, I've used this the, the story of you know I started in civil engineering. I had a studio that ran into uh, practice time. Unfortunately, it, it didn't work out, and the coach said, "Hey, you've got this that's running into my practice. We need to make a decision." I had to pull out of civil civil engineering. Now, I'm not nearly smart enough to probably actually have graduated from civil engineering. That's one thing, <laughs> but. It Tom's also, nodding his head along. <laughs> but it also, you know, played a big part. And I've had multiple conversations with mul- multiple athletes that, you know, that's that's kind of what it's like. And I used the I used the, you know, my my history and the things that I've learned that, you know, the, the crazy part is Tim's one of the few that it actually is is kind of doing an internship now that's been a been a part of something. I, I never had that luxury. And a lot of these student athletes didn't. So when they graduate and they're getting into the real world, it's Here's my resume. There's nothing on it. That's that's right. tough. Right. But if we can just kind of ignore all these big numbers that are going out and everybody just wanted to dedicate their time like a Tom Lavolsi and all these other boosters that you could just give someone like Tim some advice, build a connection. You know, Tim asked Tom, you know, how did you become successful? What are the, the tools that you learned, you know, to become an entrepreneur, to, to run your business? These are the connections that matter. You know, what? The 1%, maybe less than 1% will go on to play professional athletics. So now is our opportunity through NIL because in the past it wasn't, you know, it was frowned upon if Tom took Tim to lunch. Now it's allowed. Mm-hmm. So let's take advantage of it. Let's pair them up with people within the community, pair them up with fans, pair them up with businessmen, and we can create those connections so that when, the, you know, the ball stops flying in the air, you can't swim anymore, or I can't shoot a free throw, we, we've got something to fall back on. And this is – this is a big, big part of it, you know, I, and I try I tell everybody, don't get caught up in the money. There's there's so many other ways that NIL can be special. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group, that has your whole world covered with agents in five offices throughout eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. Offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Go ahead, Tim. Personally, I find the most value, like Scott was saying, in the connections and network that the collective is bringing. You know, NIL, everyone talks about money and monetary compensation, but... Money can be gone just like that, and your career is so short. It's about your experiences and your network you build in college that will last a lifetime. Amen. Amen. So what's your goal here when it comes to the student-athletes that are going to get involved? Do you want to have, like, almost try and get almost every student-athlete involved with a pack of wolves or just finding the student-athletes that, that fit the best with your goals? Another really good question. Um, so again, there, there's a lot of layers to this. So I'm going to try to be as, as direct yeah. as possible. Uh, you know, big picture. When we first put this together, it is every student athlete. Uh, we want to be able to have a positive impact on every student athlete. I use my wife as an example. My wife played softball. When I was at study hall, she was at study hall. When she was at practice, I was at practice. She dedicated the same amount of time as what I did. I got viewed a little different because I played basketball. That's fine. But every single one of these student athletes are sacrificing a lot for their sport. Amen. Um, and there's something that we're trying to get with the university that, uh, that Oklahoma State has put together called the Brand Squad, which is a curriculum for uh, students to take 
at the university that teaches them about NIL. So essentially what we can do is have this curriculum, have a student who has taken the course, pair them up with a student athlete and teach them how to build a brand. So in a roundabout way, if we don't have the funds to take care of everybody, we now have a student that can teach a student athlete how to build your brand, how to go back to your hometown. Right. I would have, I'd have loved to go back to Marion, Indiana and went to, you know, GMC Cadillac dealership and see if I can't <laughs> do a, a deal with them. Or Mi Pueblo was the local restaurant that I was always eating at. Try to do a deal with them because these, right. you know, even the, the freshmen that may not have, you know, got on a field or on the court that have really been able to create a brand, they're still big time in their hometown. So if you could pair them up with a student that has now learned how to, you know, build that brand a certain way, create a website, create a logo, create merchandise for, you know, these hometown heroes. That's a whole nother way that NIL can be special. And the collective doesn't necessarily have to have the funds and all this other stuff to compensate them for that because we paired them up and they can go do it themselves. Well, because one thing I love, like uh, when we went to, when we went to the spring game was seeing like Isaiah Moore and Cheyenne battle out there. Uh, with their tents promoting their stuff, but they were actually out there like taking pictures with fans, signing autographs, all that jazz. So I think it's one of the huge benefits, honestly, with NIL is that it can, that I mean, with it obviously is a little bit more investment in the athletes, but in return is hopefully the athletes are more accessible to the fans as well. Um, but, you know, Tim, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Tim, want to get your opinion on is so, uh, you know, obviously with NIL, one of the things I love about it is that it, now incentivizes student at, or, or players to stick around longer, um, you know, because now you're getting a little more. You have the opportunity to get more money in your put money in your pocket, but also to get an education, develop things like that. Um, so huge benefit there, especially like what Tom and Scott was saying in terms of like learning how to actually, you know, handle money, how to prepare yourself as a professional. But then on the other side, you see like an example of a story that came out earlier this week about Jordan Addison with. Uh, Pittsburgh and USC and you know how we Alabama got all this money like like millions of dollars and a house to go there and so it's like you see the huge benefit but then you see that you're like okay USC just literally bought Jordan Addison from from Pittsburgh so I mean do you see that maybe once the NCAA gets involved more in terms of maybe capping it somehow then maybe it'll be more equal or I mean like if they get involved, yeah, if, if they get involved, but like, you know, how do you kind of look at those two situations? Yeah. So when NIL first came out last July, you know, there wasn't much regulation. So they kind of did this themselves in a way, but now looking back on it, we can't do anything about it. So looking forward, I think there needs to be a cap on it because you should be paying someone that much money to come to your school. I think it's wrong, but at the end yeah. of the day, the place you get their money, whatever, but there should be a cap on it of some sort. I can tell you my my perspective on that uh, situation you just described is there's going to be a lot of eyes on that you know because that that is yep. clear tampering I mean there's right hundred that's the worst case scenario and, and I'm glad that uh, and I never thought I'd say I'm glad that the NCAA is getting involved um, because <laughs> you have a, a a staff that's recruited players and um, spent ungodly amounts of time you know building this player up and then a team can swoop in offer them money uh that a doesn't exist yet you know in that yeah. that collective and b you know that just there has to be some type of of, of uh, oversight uh, so that things like that don't happen well and yeah, the, the next step too is even if they say all right let's let's put a cap so every team gets a a lot of amount of money you know for example someone at lapple pill college 
is not going to abide by those rules. So, I mean, it's just the the whole point too. And I mean, I've bad mouthed the NCAA enough, so I can kind of do it again is they, they did it so they didn't have to pay. So the NCAA didn't want to take money out of their pocket to pay these student athletes, which is probably what it should have been in the first place, or the university should pay these student athletes. And the NCAA didn't want that either, because again, that's taking money out of their pockets. So they said, Hey, let everybody else pay it. And so they just don't want to monitor because they had to do all the monitoring. They had to do all the lawsuits. So they just kind of took it off their hands. And now that it's all out here, they're realizing there's not a lot they can do about it. They can say they're going to monitor it a little bit more and they're going to have to make some changes for sure. But in the meantime, they just opened up a can of worms. Yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. I think they should have started with... It's a balancing act. Just like you... Oh, go ahead, Tim, please. I think they should have started off with making student athletes employees of the university or the NCAA. You know, they made billions and billions of dollars a year, but yet we don't have a salary cap or anything like that. So they should have started there Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. No. And again, I mean, I think that a lot of it, I mean, obviously NCAA athletes in general have grown a lot, obviously with, uh, you know, obviously with the transfer portal, which is, I think changed the game completely. And now you got the NIL, which has changed the game completely. So, I mean, it's like, it's crazy thinking about that. We literally did our live stream last week and we were like sitting here going, I can't believe this is where we are in college athletics. Like literally got, you know, NIL, you got the transfer portal. We can just, people can just transfer left and right and start playing immediately. Like, it's it's crazy how far college athletics has come within the last five years. The like that's model now. I mean, if you look at the professional model, I think if things don't change and, and we stay the course for, for how things are going right now, you're going to start seeing uh, a general manager, you know, inside of, of collegiate team that has a budget to work. They go, mm-hmm. you know, recruit players. And just like the NFL, uh, a coaching staff is handed a certain group of players that they have to coach up, you know, if, mm-hmm. if right. Because, you know, you look at the transfer portal as, you know, free agency, you look at uh, the uh, recruiting and whatnot as, as kind of, you know, draft picks and whatnot, and then retain it, you know, your, your existing locker room. So, you know, it's the idea of NIL was good, I, I think, um, because they just, you know, said, sure, go have at it without any real, real guidelines. I mean, it's, and but I also yeah. think it's just like anything else, you know, it, it's, it's really hot now. And so people are, are scrambling. I think, you're going to see a lot of, of use case scenarios where, you know, X player get that gets compensated a significant amount of money doesn't perform or gets hurt or whatever. So I think it'll, it'll level itself out in some degree after, you know, probably a year. Uh, but yeah. right now it's just, you know, taking care of the, the current locker rooms is, is first and foremost, and then kind of go from Amen. There. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, we're going to we're going to stop it right here, take a break here. So we're going to end part one right here. But make sure, again, also to, to tune with us for part two here as we continue this conversation. Talk a little bit more in terms of how things are going to be set up, obviously talking about this subscription model. Uh, again, continue this conversation here with Tom, Scott, and Tim. But make sure, again, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out whenever we release new content. Give this video a like so that way this video gets in front of more NC State fans. And also to give us a follow Tuffy Talk now on Twitter, Instagram, but also to uh, give the Pack of Wolves uh, Twitter page a follow as well so that we can stay up to date on all things new here. And also, too, if you haven't followed Scott, Tom with the Gopher, and Tim McKay yet, I don't know what you're doing either, So make sure, but make sure to go do that as well. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you for part two. Go Pack. <laughs>